Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. there and welcome to episode number five of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, the team and I will be discussing ley lines. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Most cultures have traditions and words to describe straight, often geometric alignments that run across landscapes, usually connecting both natural and sacred prehistoric or ancient structures. Different cultures have different names for them. So the Irish may call them fairy paths. Um, the Chinese have got dragon lines, the spirit lines. The Australian Aborigines, they have dream paths or turingas. So these are, these are quite popular worldwide. In the 20s, there was a guy, Alfred Watkins. He wrote a book and it was all about ley lines and tracks. And he actually coined the term ley line, but then dropped it himself. He, he, he initially used the word lay, but then dropped it to old straight tracks or archaic tracks. But why he, did he use lay? Well, lay is ancient English. It's pronounced lee, so L-E-A, like a clearing in a way. As if to say a clear lay. path. Yes, along those lines. See what you did there. Thank Very you, good. Thank you, thank you. And Alfred Watkins, he was interested in ancient monuments and was stood up on a hill one day and he could clearly see an old track or a pathway that led through a valley and up the other side to the hill on the other side where there was like a bit of a, a marker on the other side. So this started. he started thinking about all these tracks that ran across the country or the valleys. Some of the sites the Watkins identified in Britain were stone circles, mounds, beacon points, crossroads, dolmens, dew ponds. What's a dolmen? A dolmen is like a standing stone. All right, okay. In Southern Ireland, a dolmen is three stones, usually two upright and then one lying across the top. Like, a bit like Stonehenge. A bit like Stonehenge, but smaller. Smaller. If you, we, if you drive through the Burren in Southern Ireland, there are dolmens all over the place. I've, I've actually driven through the Burren. It's flat and it's just stones yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's a very alien rocky landscape it's like you're somewhere else it's really weird apart from the physical presence of the sites themselves proving the presence of a connection between them is something that researchers have found really really elusive many believers use divining rods to try and find energies they believe that energies travel along these imaginary lines one of the most famous and well-known lays is the St Michael's Lay in southern England, which runs all the way from Cornwall 
across through Glastonbury and many other sites all the way to the coast of Norfolk. And there are lots of points along that line which refer to St Michael, the St Michael's Church. It is aligned along the path of the sun on the 8th of May, which is the Saint Day, the Spring Festival. There's a lot of talk about ley lines and an astronomical alignment and how things fit. And actually, it kind of eluded us for a long time. And it's, it's quite amazing, really, that if that's how things were built all those many thousands of years ago, that yeah. actually we've kind of forgot them. It might be, but you go out in your garden in the morning and when you watch the sun come up, you'll find that it does certain things in certain places and it'll do that every day because well, it does the same thing. You know, it, it might just be chance. The believer's view is that they, they carry energy. They carry energy around the entire globe. No. You, can, you can map these into kind of geometric triangle shapes. This isn't what Alfred Watkins thought, though, was it? No, Alfred it, Watkins thought they were ancient tracks. Yeah, so this was something that came So this is something that's kind after. of... After. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Although now they think that really it's, you know, Alfred Watkins was just looking at old tracks between significant points mm. in an ancient landscape. If you imagine two or three thousand years ago, they want to get from the top of this hill to the top of that hill. Wasn't there a study done that people drew random intersecting lines at the same time as that they looked at pre-existing well-known ley lines and actually there was nothing in them in terms of how many potential significant places, uh, structures that you will find on any line that you can literally just get a ruler and draw randomly. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's been suggested that there are enough prehistoric sites across the world and across Britain, certainly, that you can literally just play dot to dot with them and you will end up with straight lines and lots of things lining up. I mean, it's just somebody did it only 10 years ago with Woolworths and Woolworths stores. I've got the link to that. Have you? I have. Uh, and I was going to suggest we put it on... That was 2009. Website. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's website. quite good for <laughs> us because it's centres on Litchfield, Wolverhampton and yeah. Birmingham Woolworths forms a perfect equilateral triangle, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And um, It was a man called, uh, called Matt Parker. Yes. from the School of Mathematical Sciences at Queen Mary, University of London. And, yeah, he uses the location of Woolworths stores to draw geometric... Well, to, to show that you can draw geometric lines between anything. Yeah, I, I imagine you could do it with anything you chose mm. to pick. You and could. the mystery now is that that equilateral triangle has vanished <laughs> with Woolworths. Well, it's funny you should say that, because if you now look at the range stores, I'm sure that you would get the same sort yeah. of effect. Or maybe maybe B&Q. I do, perhaps stupidly, believe in Feng Shui, which is an order which is supposed to be more optimum. And it's no. a similar sort of thing, though, isn't it? It's a very similar sort of thing. Yes, Feng Shui is... I, I had a quick look at this, but that's more based on the magnetic fields of the Earth. Am I right? I'm thinking this. Are you going to say something different? I thought it was magnetic-based rather than anything to do with energies. But then they obviously, the Chinese, must believe that energy flows along, you know, magnetic... Yeah, chi and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, people wear bracelets, magnetic bracelets, if they've... You know, got arthritis and things well, what like I found from looking into it definitely from the sceptic's point of view was that the idea of ley lines at least in this country being mystical um, came from a chap called John Mitchell 
Did you come across him? No, no, I didn't know. A chap called John Mitchell, um, who had previously been some guy who wrote about UFOs and was big into feng shui, came up with the idea that the ley lines must be magical, that this is where the energies came from. Um, as recently as 1969, LSD. <laughs> See, there is one theory that they are um, that ley lines are flight paths for witches, and ley lines <laughs> they <laughs> and they figure like quite quite heavily in kind of Wiccan culture. Would you call it a culture, Wiccan? Wiccan. Yeah, which is which is strange if you think that the idea of them being mystical is is only well, it's younger than my dad. Well, yes. <laughs> It's just something they seem to have adopted. But how can you tell if someone's a witch? They weigh the same as a duck. The easy way to check is you drown them. Yeah. Uh, if they die, then they're, they're a, a witch. witch. Uh, if, if they don't, then they're a witch. I thought it was because they and had square toes. Got, yeah. Square toes, and they look a little bit like Angelica Houston. So, <laughs> back to the facts. Back to ley lines. Just lots of different theories. There was one I came across. Have you heard of the Wild Hunt? Have you heard is, of the Wild Hunt? Is this um, no, you mention it. kind of Oberon? <laughs> it, it's mainly kind of Northern Europe, and it's um, the Jägermeister, <laughs> literally Huntsmaster. Yes, and it's mm. um, there was a a report a thousand fifteen hundred years ago of these big black figures, huntsmen on huge big black horses with hounds, literally on a hunt that that spread across miles and miles through a forest. In and I'm trying to remember, was it Germany? Was I'd it German? I'm sure I'd, it was I'd Germanic. Germanic. Yeah, I'm sure it was yeah, Germanic. In I've got it written down. Somewhere it wouldn't here. have been Germany at the time. No, it, didn't exist, it was Germania or yeah, whatever it was. Bavaria, yeah, Prussia, somewhere like that. And then to come, kind of, they'd come like forcing through this, through this forest, and lots of people had seen them, and it kind of then went into myth. If they, and if they were all and, drinking Jägermeister. <laughs> It's it's a very very kind of Germanic Northern European sort yeah. of thing, isn't it? Oh, I like oh, it. Yeah. That's the kind of myth that I like. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. It sounds like it should be. It sounds like it should be a death metal video. Over the years, it's been kind of changed in folklore and stories by the different cultures. So in in Scandinavia, it's all about Odin and going on a hunt and. You go to different countries and there's different theories about it, but there is a theory that that kind of it followed an ancient ley line and followed the energy that they they went for miles and miles across this ley line. So there's there's lots of theories about about what these are fairy paths, corpse roads. Have you did you read about corpse roads where people would be taken when they were dead and they had to go in a certain on a certain track to a certain point to then be buried and blessed along the way and people think that the energy of these corpse roads has been incorporated into the into the, the ground itself. When you think about it, I suppose it's a little bit like a hearse procession. Mm. Yes, yeah, very much so. From what from what I've read, is exactly what it sounds like. But yeah, ley lines, energy, people believe energy, just energy in the ground. They don't have to go in straight lines either. It doesn't have to be geometrical. There's a guy in Scotland at the moment who thinks there's a lot of stones, just like kind of lying stones in Scotland that ha- seem to have like a dumbbell, like a figure of eight almost shape carved into them. And these actually crop up all over the world. And he has used his dowsing rods from that particular stone and found that the energy flows in the same, exactly the same dumbbell shape around significant burial sites. It goes for a few miles and they're not around a lake and it's all very water-based. And it's, 
I don't know, people just seem to have got a bit excited, like you say, in the last 50, 60 years about energy in the earth and trying to find explanations for things. So but actually, around about the same time that hippie culture kind of Well, exactly, yeah. I, I find that whole divining thing and, you know, divining rods to find water and... I would like using to try the, it. the gems and things. I think it's a load of rubbish because I think it's controlled by subconscious involuntary muscle movement. I have to say, I, see, I do believe in divining... I saw a programme. It's a really old technique, isn't yeah. it? That, that comes from way before energies. People dividing for water mm. and things yes. like that, for example. That's a bit different than dividing for magic. I, I saw a programme and it was a guy who believed in sort of energy fields as a way of sort of diagnosing ill health and using, you know, the sort of, you know, the crystal on the chain sort of thing. But he had some very, very famous patients and one of the patients that he had was Princess Diana, and she was having problems with, I think, with one her of marriage. Her, well, amongst <laughs> other things, it was a problem that she was having with her hip. And he used a, a crystal to sort of try and find negative energy. And when he moved the crystal down towards where her hip was, he started to find that it actually started to go sort of spinning all of its own. And he stopped and he did it in the other hand, and he started spinning. So because he actually thought he was influencing it, he asked Princess Diana to actually hold it herself and it started to do it for her. And his thoughts were that actually, and this is going to sound a little bit odd, but he asked her if she used tampons and she said that she did and he thought it was the bleach that they used in the cotton of the tampon that was actually leaching into her body and causing her these issues because he was not only a hippie he was also a doctor he was he was he was actually like a proper practicing doctor that did this as well hmm. and and I, and I think that's you know I find that quite interesting I also think that dousing for water I think is, is particularly interesting but I think it's one of those things I think we should all go out and give it a try so yeah. should we go on a trek around the ley lines I, I think, think we should I think maybe that would be it quite interesting a good excuse to have a holiday there is a web author Tom uh, Tom Scott and he developed a tool to demonstrate that anywhere in England could be said to fall on three ley lines at any one time. I mean, it's just nonsense, including at least one that will pass through Stonehenge. He's just I mean, so really, well, this, well, this is true. But you, you know, if you if you take out all the misses and all the near misses, then, you know, and you select your points carefully, then you know you can make ley lines out of anything at all. I. I I'm not so sure about them, quite honestly. Maybe divining would be interesting. You think... Um, I'm, I don't think so. I think it's just... We like to see shapes and forms in things, don't we? Does that conclude your proceedings, Lisa? That's absolutely, yes. That is that is me and ley lines, and I think we're all quite excited about going on uh, on a little trek. On a divining A little field... Trek. What's it, what are they called when you go into field, field trips? Uh, field I'm, study. I'm going to call it a hippie trip. hunt. Hippie <laughs> hunt. <laughs> I think we should invite Davina McCall because then we could keep Davina McCall. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then, then we could get a really like good sort of Channel Five series out of it. Divining with Davina. So we hope you enjoyed the episode on ley lines. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you have, thank you ever so much for your ongoing support. We'll be back in the next episode where we discuss electronic voice phenomena.
or EVPs for short. Thanks ever so much for listening and do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website. Music